Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSB Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Tahir Hamed. I've got my co-host here. Stephen Badorf. Welcome back, as always. Welcome back. Don't say it. Don't say it, Dorf. Um, all right. So today we're going to be talking about networking, the most exciting topic ever talked about ever. Um, I get excited. <laughs> yes. Get excited about this will be 45 something minutes. <laughs> we all cringe at. Um, there's not a ton of things to talk about on networking. There's some important things we are going to cover, though, that I think will be helpful to you. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, networking is something that you're either doing or you're not doing. We're going to discuss some good tactics on how to do it, how to get the most out of it, etc. But I get it. Most of us are IT people or introverts. Maybe we don't do a lot of networking because it's uncomfortable. I totally get that. And especially because it's not one of those things you do and boom, you start getting leads, mm -hmm. which is a lot of marketing in the MSP space, as you've seen, right? It's not one of those. It's funny because I've helped a lot of businesses that are business consumer do marketing. Like my brother has a, a gym and a cold plunge. A friend of mine has a window and door company. I helped him go from half a million dollars a year to like four million a year in like two years. Because in the business consumer space, it's just easier. It's just easier. There's so many more people you can market to. And, and a lot of the business consumer, especially these service-based businesses, aren't doing anything. So you start sending some good postcards out. You do some good ads. You set up your Google My Business. Your website looks on point compared to the shitty ones everyone else is seeing. You grow. But in the B2B space, it's a lot. There's, there's, <laughs> I, <was> like, I <laughs> wish. <laughs> there's fewer prospects. You got to stay on them a long time. It's harder and longer to close. That's just the world we are in. That is just the business we are in. But the beautiful thing is you don't need a lot of clients to grow a lot in this space. That's the beauty, and it's reoccurring. You're only heading in one direction. We've only added one or two clients a month, right, every month over the last five or six years, and we're coming up on $5 million. One or two clients a month, that is not a difficult feat, right? I mean, if a business consumer business added one to two clients a month, they'd be out of business, right? So that's there's these there's these pros and cons to business to business to business consumer. But we have the benefit of reoccurring model, and when we do close a deal, it's usually a big one, right? So that's why these things like networking are worth the time and effort because you could network for a year, and if you only close one deal from that, it's it's definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then if you do that every year over five years, oh, sweet, we got $15,000, $20,000 MRR coming in from those networking things I've been doing. Yeah, it's just a matter of consistency like everything else, right? Like everything yeah. else. That being said, there are some key pieces that I need to cover with you so that you don't waste time and that you can get the most out of networking. Before that, I think there's an important component and why we've been spending more time on direct mail. A lot of marketing is digital, right? A lot of the marketing we recommend and we do, it's digital. So people are seeing it digitally and that's great. But when you can add in the physical element, it makes your digital president presence more known mm -hmm. and more felt. Think about the people that actually interact with you on, on social media or LinkedIn or actually refer you. 
it's always someone you've met in person, almost always. Whether it was just that one event or multiple events, those are the people that are most engaged with you. They've seen you smile. They've seen you talk in person. As a person, yeah. <laughs> as a person, right? I'm not saying you can't do it digitally. I'm just saying as a local business, that's the most powerful way of making connection, right? Otherwise, you have to do something like a podcast. Like I talk to a lot of listeners that they say they feel like they know us, which I love. Like that makes yeah, me that super cool. happy because they've listened to hours of us communicating. But in the MSP space, that's going to be an extremely hard thing to do for your prospect to be watching dozens of hours of YouTube videos of you or listening to your podcast. It's mm -hmm. an extremely difficult lift. So we have to kind of cut through that. We have to take a different strategy as an MSP and say we have to meet people physically. And we have to shake their hand and we have to talk to them. A couple of tactics, a couple of, not really tactics, but a couple of considerations. And Stephen, I don't know if you do a lot of networking, so I'm not sure, you know, I just want you to be on the podcast because you always help me to yeah, keep going. Um, but <laughs> so I'm not fun sure, today. Not, you know, feel free to jump in anytime you want, but I got a couple of main hey, points Hey, I'm here, here to learn too. Awesome. You're not going to go to a few events and get leads. It's just not going to happen. It's not, right? So if, if you're not happy with that, don't do networking. But if you're cool with understanding, okay, I'm just going to make an investment into my community and I'm going to go to these chamber events and I'm going to go to these business networking events and I'm going to show up and I'm going to meet people. I'm going to read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Still one of the greatest networking books I've ever read, despite it being old school. It's not old school. You know, it's funny. It's like that book, I've been reading the Bible a lot and I always reread this book. The things that the this book, well, I think it was written in the 30s, oh, wow. right? It's the same shit. People like to be um, listened to. They like to be engaged. They like for you to listen to them rather than you talking about you. Like these, these things that, even though it was written forever ago, people are the same. And when I'm reading the Bible, you listen, you read Proverbs, which is Old Testament, like thousands of years ago. <clears throat> they're talking about how to treat people, how to not worry. It's like the ultimate self-help book. And you're like, oh, the Bible's like old school. It's like, you know, that stuff doesn't, doesn't matter anymore. Now, granted, I will say there's a lot of stuff in like the Torah that talks about like constantly trading cows and, and goats and and like you know there's a lot of stuff that's definitely not applicable as much anymore yeah right but there's so much especially when you get into problems and things like that where it's like teaching you how to be a person and teaching you how to like treat other people that stuff my point of bringing the bible is not to be a, a christian preacher here it's just to say look how consistent humans have been for thousands of years and so if you read how to win friends and influence people and use you use those tactics it's going to make you an easier networking and it's going to make it easier for you. It's not stressful. It's not stressful. You don't have to talk about yourself. You don't have to talk about your business really much at all. You just engage that person, listen to them and actively listen and respond. And they're going to like you. They're going to like you. He, he tells one story in that book where it's like, I listened to a guy talk about botany for an hour and I was genuinely interested in what he was saying. And at the end of it, that guy was, you know, talking to everyone how much they, he likes me and asked, asked the person to invite me back to the next party, even though he wasn't talking about himself. Mm -hmm. He was listening to the other guy. So my point in saying, read that book, bring it with you on, on, on when you're doing networking. The other big thing, I'm the kind of person that really likes to be involved. Um, I really like to, you know, like when I was in, in college, I was the president of my, you know, healthcare management student association. I like to be like on the leadership team of things and really get engaged. 
Don't do that in networking. It, trust me. Because I went down that route. Like I would get in these networking events, chamber, I'd get highly involved, I'd get on these committees. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm spending 10 hours a week doing admin shit because I'm on a leadership team of one of these networking things. If there's one thing you get from me, from me on this, unless you do have ample time and that's just this is just a really big part of how you market, don't be the networker that that gets so involved and that's like on the leadership team and and has all this admin work to do. You it's know, kind of diminishing returns, you would say. Kind exactly. Of, yeah. Massive diminishing returns. And so I'm glad you said that because you can definitely volunteer. You can definitely put the effort in to do more with the organizations, specifically Chamber of Commerce or BNI. I absolutely love Rotary. That's where the real hotshots are, and it has a real philanthropic um, piece to it, which I just love that. I didn't join that to network, but it has been phenomenal for business development. You can you can do other things that are one off um, responsibilities. But when you attach a, I have an ongoing chronic, I'm going to call it a chronic responsibility here. That's when there's issue because you're spending more time. That becomes your job. It becomes a part of your job that has diminishing returns. Yeah. You're going to get to know that leadership team really, really, really well. But the audience of the networking don't really care that much. And really what you're trying to do is go to as many of these physical events as possible and meet as many people as you can that you are then connecting with on LinkedIn and Facebook. They're going to see your content. They're going to know you. Now they're going to know how to refer you. We talked about that spreading that word of mouth in a previous episode. That's what this is going to do for you. So that's just one note of caution that I have on networking is like, don't do what I did. I spent way too many hours early on getting too involved with being on the leadership because that's just the kind of person I am. Well, I had to, I had to tone myself down on that a lot. I was kind of curious. So I guess this is more of a question, but mm-hmm. like, so when you take like that important merger of like the physical to the digital referral, kind of that pathway, like, would you say it's correlated in the time, like as quickly as you can, like from physical meeting, shaking hand and stuff, tying that into digital, like very quickly with the LinkedIn follow and everything, would you say like time between that is pretty important? Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. And one thing we talked about in the past is when you do when you do add somebody on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, almost all the algorithms put their entire feed on mm-hmm. your feed. So when you connect with someone new, you see so much of that person the first like week that so you're that prompt follow up is just so important. Yes, yep. yeah. So not only now you met with them in, in in person, but you've connected with them and they accept that connect. They just see so much about you for a week. Now you're in their head, right? In a good way, not like a weird, creepy way. And if they visit your website, which we want them to do because all roads lead to the website, now you've got the remarketing ads, which have a more sales focus because, you know, why else are they going to check on your website, right? They check your LinkedIn if they want to get to know you. They go on your website if they want to know more about your business and how they may be able to use you or refer you or or sell to you. Um, so those are just some some important notes on, on networking. Um there's lots and lots of networking events. I've heard mixed reviews about BNI. BNI did not work for me, but that's because I bailed on it too early. I did it for like six months. I was like, oh, this isn't working. Because this is when I was early into my MSU marketing career. And I was like, oh, this shit doesn't work. You know, like I didn't understand the true nature of, okay, consistency. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So I've heard of a lot of people that do like BNI a lot. And the longer they're in it, the more results they get from it. There's Rotary, which I absolutely love. You do have to have a good heart and a true philanthropic spirit 
uh, spirit if you want to join Rotary. It's definitely not a, we're going to get business from each other. It's like we want to help the community. Um, I donate a lot every month to Rotary because I just, you know, the church and Rotary is where I put a lot of my um, my money. So it's just, it's just phenomenal. It makes you feel good. It's easy to network with people because you all have shared goals. It's awesome. Chamber, chambers to hit miss on different places, wherever you are. I know some people, they have a thriving chamber. And then we have a lot of other chambers where it's a bunch of MLM, multi-level marketing or pyramid scheme people, right? Or, or a ton of realtors. So, it, you know, that is going to be hit or miss just depending where yeah, you depending are. Depending on your area. Yeah. Gotcha. But I would say, God, probably 99% of chambers have good, like, business executives. Okay. Um, golf. If you don't, I literally tried to pick up golf early. <laughs> I remember. Oh man, it was so frustrating. It was so frustrating. All for the sake of networking. Right? Literally for the sake of networking. Maybe that was. Maybe that's. Maybe it's because my incentives were off. But I spent a year and a half. Never in my life, have I put so much emphasis and attention and time into something and have not gotten a lot better. It's. 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 I spent so much time. I even got hired this expensive coach. And I still sucked so bad. I sucked so bad. Like, and so finally I realized I could fit two hobbies worth of things into my one golf hobby. So I just bailed on golf. But if you are a golfer or if you have, if you like golf, golf is amazing. <laughs> it's magic for it's, rurals, basically. Oh my God. It's incredible. About all the stuff Tom's done with it. Yeah. Tom, when, when I started Alltech, half of Alltech's clients, half of them were Tom's golfing buddies. He built probably like $400,000 a year just from golf, right? Yeah. Like that's the power of golf. There's no better. <laughs> the power of golf. Oh it's my the title God. of the episode. <laughs> the power of golf. That should be the t- the title of it. So like my brother pays two grand a month to be a private member at a local course called Grasslands. That includes like his, you know, after food and drinks and everything, it gets up mm-hmm. to 2000. I was like, dude, that's wild. He doesn't have kids though. I was like, man, I, I, that's why I have to spend on food. I couldn't even go do that on, on Grasslands. But uh, he's gotten so many clients that pay him every single month, 150 a month, 500 a month, whatever, because he see him at the private club. Like, you wait, you're a personal trainer that has a membership at this exclusive golfing club? That gets somebody's attention. And if you're an IT person, it's, if this is the owner listening, there's not a lot of IT people on the golf course. I think Tom was like the only IT people person at Lone Palm. So people are like, okay, cool. You're the guy we're going to use. You're the person you think of when they hear IT yeah. then too, yeah. Now, listen, whoever's listening to this, you may have no interest in golf. You might be like me and say, screw golf. So let's move on from the point. But if you do like golf and you are into golf, keep doing it. I always tell people, be like, oh, I mean, no one was really giving that hard of a time. <laughs> but people be like, oh, Tom's golfing and he's golfing again. I'm like, yeah, that's good for us. <laughs> If anybody get like, no one should give you shit for golfing because you are legit moving the business forward, and that's a fact. Um, all right, last one that I think is super helpful, again, an investment, but super helpful is Vistage. I don't know if I don't know if Vistage is everywhere. I don't know if it's in different different countries. Um, whatever country you're in, you might have like a something like Vistage, but it's specifically like executive level, level networking. I think it's like a eight hundred bucks a month or a grand a month. But it's like the executives, the owner of the company, the big shots get together. We have people in our peer group that are part of Vistage, and they've seen a a big return on their Vistage networking. And it's very rarely, again, back to that word of mouth, it's very rarely the people in their Vistage group are working with them. 
the people in the Vista group do not say, hey, I need you for my IT services. What's happening is they know a lot of other business owners because they're business owners and they are connected with you on LinkedIn. They are seeing what you are posting. They know what you do. You are informing them. You are educating them. You are building your word of mouth. They refer you to their friend and boom, MRR goes up. That's the value yep. of networking. But that web of people isn't going to grow the, unless you're consistent about it. Yep. Dude, that's the best way to put it. It's the web of it's people. Just branching out. Yeah. It becomes exponential the more people you physically meet. So that is, trust me, I get it. I know it seems like I'm extroverted, but I'm not. Like I do, I don't drink, so that makes it a little bit harder. Um, I used to be very extroverted when I drank, uh, but I'm not. I'm introverted. I don't like going to networking events, but I still do it like because I know the value of it. And Tom's not extroverted either, and he's been golfing. He doesn't go to actually, he doesn't really do much networking event, but that was his networking because he loves golf. So even if you don't like doing this, like depending on who's listening to this, if you're the owner, you don't like doing it, that's fine. Send the salesperson. You can even send the marketing person. Just make sure it's consistent. Like Tom does new networking. I brought in a ton of new clients from networking. He wasn't the one doing it. I would say half of Alltech's clients think I am the owner of Alltech. So many clients, like I've met with so First many. First on the site too, on the website. Oh yeah, there. so many people are like, well, you own Alltech. I'm like, no, I don't own Alltech. I'm the sales guy. They're like, wait, what? And I'll tell you what, Tom doesn't give a shit. Tom doesn't care. Like, because the clients aren't, like, they're not dealing with me all the time. So when I leave, it's not like there's gonna be a mass exodus of clients. Like, that's not what's happening, right? I push people off the call on the account manager. They just see my face. They see my networking. I'm the reason they got into Alltech and all tech is the reason they've stayed, not me, right? Everyone says, oh, it's it's the person, it's the person. Yeah, it's the person to kind of get, get us in. in. The door, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's very true. But once they're happy with where they're at, they're not going to leave. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm about to leave all tech. We already did the episode on that. There's going to be zero clients that leave. Like, I should probably knock on wood, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> <No>. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So you don't have to worry about it. Like, if, you, if you're the owner, you're like, oh, it has to be me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be you for almost anything. Like, that's what I used to trick myself. I'm like, oh, I have to be the guy doing the marketing sales account. It has to be me. It has to be. The more I let people take over the roles that I thought had to me, be me, the f I was, the better the roles have gotten, right? Everything's improved every time someone takes shit off my plate. And that might include networking for you. If you're the salesperson and you're not doing networking, get your shit together and go to some networking events, period. If you're the marketing person, hey, you know what? That doesn't hurt either. Like, I was the marketing person when I started doing networking events. So, um, yeah, anything, do you have any thoughts on that or questions or, or points? Um, I think you nailed it. I mean, I don't have a ton of personal experience with the, like going out and networking piece of it. I think I'd definitely be similar in the sense of like, when you think of it initially, it is like an intimidating thing to go out there, put yourself out there in that networking context. And I feel like when I think of it, I'd almost be worried about it coming off as like, I don't know, two sales years, like mm -hmm. disingenuous and stuff. But like you're saying, if you just really just go into it with that mindset, like I'm going to stay consistently here and really grow my relationship with these people mm -hmm. like i don't think it would be that way at all yeah i feel like it might get a bad rap just because it's not an immediate turnaround like many things with marketing direct mail social media all the things we always mm -hmm. talk about mm -hmm. but um like you said the value is evident because it's worked for us it's what we've seen yeah and over time you do get comfortable enough with people that you're networking with that you know they're a prospect like you know they're the people that you do want to work with and i started getting a little not aggressive but like they know me we're friends we literally mm -hmm. went to lunch and whatever I do start plugging. 
I'm like, hey, when are you going to talk to your boss? Like, you literally complain about your IT. Like, our clients don't complain like that. Like, you need to get me in front of your boss. Like, I'm not saying it as like, hey, I, you know, I'm not trying to like yeah, right out the gate coming in, like and I'm not selling right out the gate. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, like when I know somebody and I know, okay, they have 50 employees and I know they're not happy with their IT or I know they're working with Boring or one of our competitors that I know is not that good. Like, I will, I will be up front with them. Like, I want your business. Like we're friends. It's not going to impact me if I don't get it. Like whatever. We're golfing. We're going to be friends. But I need you to get me in front of your owner. So don't be afraid to to be direct with somebody that you know because now you're comfortable with them and they're they're going to be like, nah, not right now. And you're like, okay, no problem. Like, but it's okay to be direct. But what Stephen is saying, and I love it, is like, don't go into these networking events with the goal or the objective to get a bunch of leads out mm -hmm. of it, right? You're trying to meet people. You're trying to build that word of mouth, build that net, that spider web. But once you really get to know somebody and they're a hot prospect, be direct, be forward that you want to get in front of the decision maker. And if they're the decision maker, keep pushing them on it. They're your friend. They're not going to be weirded out. If they are if they do insurance and they're trying to get your insurance, what, are you going to not be friends with them? No, you're going to be like, yeah, I'll probably get your insurance eventually. Let's just be friends, right? Like, it's okay. Yeah, it We're reminds all me, in the business to grow our business, right? It reminds me how the podcast, like, we didn't come right out of the gate, like, MSP camp, so yes. come do this thing. It's like we had, like, 10, 15 episodes just building our, like, relationship where it's kind of like the personal thing beforehand because, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And even when we, like, lit, like in the last podcast, what did we do? We asked the listeners, hey, I'd like for you to be a member now. Mm -hmm. right? Like, you've been listening. You you, you must be liking what we're saying. It's you how we feel, yeah. know we have good content. <laughs> I know we have good content. Please be a member, right? Like, we don't do it in mm -hmm. a way that's like, there's this, like, hidden plug or there's this, like, super aggressive sales sign up today for 50% off, whatever. It's just like, hey, can you help us out and just try out what we got? And if you don't like it, no problem. Mm -hmm. Bail. So that's a perfect example. You just, you nailed it. That's that's the approach where it's like, people are comfortable with you. You're authentically being yourself. You're authentically sharing who you are and interested in what they're doing and who they are. And then, yeah, you're going to have to plug. Like you're going to have to ask for business. And if they like and trust you, they're going to at least give you a shot. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Most likely. <laughs> if not, go golfing. <laughs> if not, start golfing. <laughs> Even if you just drive the cart around. No, just kidding. Deliver drinks. Deliver drinks. Cool. Well, um, yeah, so like I said, it's not like there's a million things to cover, but, you know, it's important. And if you're not doing it, do it. We need to cross the physical with digital. If you're not doing direct mail, do it. If you're not doing networking, do it, right? Like, Yes, you need to post on your social media, but who's going to care about your social media if you're not actually meeting people mm -hmm. in the community? Yep. Right? Like, it's funny. I have, I have MSP camp members that have done a better job of networking than I do. They're posting the same content as I am because they're MSP camp members, and their shit is blowing up. Right? It's the same content. It's the same description. It's the same great content, but because they've done a better job of meeting people and getting people engaged with them, the content is doing better, right? Like that's the power. All right, cool. Congrats to the members. That's that's sweet. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a few on my so on my LinkedIn. I'm like, powerhouses. Yeah, they're they are content creators. They they're and it's not like they're just posting our stuff, mm -hmm. but our stuff performs very well specifically for them too because they've built a good audience and they understand content. Cool. Thanks again.
Let's do a challenge of the week. Oh my quick. god, yeah. Don't forget. And the challenge last week was leave all tech. So that yeah, challenge is start challenge. a marketing company. Yeah. <laughs> and leave all tech. All right, cool. Let's move to challenge of the week. Test your might. So you're saying we can't actually play the Mortal Kombat theme song? We don't have the budget. All right, Steven, it's on you. Challenge of the week. Excellent. All right. Challenge this week. Go to your Chamber of Commerce event calendar or whatever you have locally. Look for some events that seems like there's going to be some really good opportunities to actually talk to people, not just an activity. And sign up for at least one a week over the next month. And just see what happens, mm-hmm. right? We literally, on the scorecard of the website that we're building, right? Yep. We're, we've talked about scorecards a hundred times. It's a central part of it. One of the things on there is one networking event a week, yes or no? Or how many? And there's going to be points, so be, you know, for leaderboards. You get points for yes, just to yeah. <laughs> clarify. Yeah, so that's, what, that's how important it is. It's literally going on the marketing scorecard. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not going to be the marketing coordinator that's going to be doing that in most cases, but they're going to be holding the owner or the salesperson accountable, say, hey, I need this filled out on my scorecard. How many did y'all do this week? Because marketing is more than me posting on social media and sending out email blasts and sending out postcards. I need, I need your help too. I need your help to report on leads. I need your help to report on MRR closed. I need your help to point to to um, talk about customer marketing that we're doing or, or you know, uh, revenue from new customer or uh, existing customers. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on a scorecard that's not just, oh, it's the marketing person's responsibility. Because when you think like that, marketing gets real freaking isolated and that's not what we want. We want the company is growing and we're all on board with that. So anyway, all right, cool. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it and we'll see you on the next one. Yep, thanks for listening.